You're listening to It's Getting Better, a podcast about mental health, hope, and overcoming challenges. While this podcast is not intended to replace medical advice or professional help, we hope that the stories and experiences shared by young people can help you on your journey of getting better. Hey, this is Kate, and today I'm so excited to be joined by Emily Shepard. Emily's a freshman at BYU, and she has a lot of wisdom and experience to share. So I'm going to turn the mic right over to her, and she's going to tell us a little bit about her mental health experience. Hi, guys. I am so excited to be here today. I am really excited to um, talk about mental health with you guys. So in terms of my mental health journey, it's honestly just that. Like, it has been a journey. I've been anxious for as long as I can remember. I've had anxiety since elementary school, and it's kind of like changed through the different seasons of my life. It's been about different things, but it's always kind of been there. Um, And then I think that the first time that I really remember feeling like signs of depression was sixth, seventh grade when I started middle school. And whenever I try to tell people about this, you know, it's kind of shrugged off like, oh, you're just a girl. You have hormones. Like, it's just part of being a teenager. Like, everyone feels this way. And I was like, okay. So then I kind of felt like bad about myself. Like, oh, I'm just a bad person because I'm so moody and irritable and sad all the time. Um, Because I I felt really melancholy and really down, but I didn't have a reason to be sad. I I didn't know why I was sad. So this kind of continued for a couple of years and it was on and off. And I would have good periods that would last anywhere from a week to three months. And it was just kind of up and down. And then when I started high school, it was probably my junior year when it started to get really bad. Um, And I remember I was sitting in the car with my boyfriend and I told him, I was like, I'm scared. I think that it's coming back, my mental illness. I think it's coming back and I think it's coming back harder and worse. And I'm scared. And that was kind of the moment that I realized I wanted to get help and that there was a problem and I didn't want to live that way anymore. So I just wanted medicine. I didn't want to have to go to therapy just because it seemed scary and it seemed like a lot of work and like I didn't know any therapist. So it would be just a completely random stranger and it was just scary for me. But I talked to my parents about it and they were really supportive, but they were like, if you want medicine, like you have to go to therapy. So the next year, my junior year was filled with lots of doctor's appointments, counselors, psychiatrists, psychologists, therapists, lots of people. There was a problem. Like I wasn't making it up. I wasn't being dramatic like I thought I was. And they were telling me that I had been invalidating my feelings by saying, oh, I'm just being dramatic. Oh, it's just hormones. And like, it had gotten to the point where like, they were like, I don't even know how you function at this point. Like your mental health is so bad. And I was like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. I just thought this was normal for everyone. And so for me, I did get on medication and that's something that doesn't work for everyone. But for me, that was a good choice. Um, And I continued with therapy and I continue to go to therapy today just because I think that it's really beneficial for anyone, whether you're in a dire stage of mental illness or not, everyone can learn from it and benefit from it. Absolutely. I love to hear that you were able to take the time because I think a lot of people are scared of going to therapy similar, similar to the way you felt it's, it's, it's Mm -hmm. very daunting and it's a whole process. Even just finding a therapist that works for you is like a whole, you know, sometimes you get it right on the first try and, and sometimes it takes six different appointments before you find someone who you start to jive with. So how did that process work for you of actually like finding a therapist that was right for you and 
was it was it discouraging was it easy and maybe what advice would you give for someone who's like trying to figure out therapy so for me we had a family friend refer me to a therapist and this she was just in my town um and she specialized in the kind of therapy that my psychiatrist told me that i needed and so i decided okay yeah let's give it a try and i was with her for a good like four months which in the mental health field is not actually a long time you know they were saying that they wanted to meet with me for like two years and i was like oh my gosh that's so long like i thought that therapy was going to be a quick fix and that's something that i learned very quickly like it's not it's not like three sessions and you're fixed like it, it's a continuing thing and so I, my first therapist you know she was great in informing me and helping me know what my feelings were and she was great in helping me find my diagnosis. But other than that, I just didn't really connect with her. And it started feeling like therapy was like a chore. Like I had to go to therapy and like I dreaded it. And that should not be how therapy is for anyone. It should be a relief. Obviously, it's emotionally draining sometimes and it's hard to talk about those things. But overall, it should make you feel better and should give you hope about getting better. And so I just got really busy and I decided that I wasn't going to make time for therapy anymore so much so that she just took me off the schedule because I canceled so many times. And so don't do that. I would be professional about it and be honest with your therapist if it's not working for you or if you want to find someone else and just don't give up. Like I was very discouraged. I was like, I don't want to start all over with a new therapist and have to explain all of my mental health illness and like everything like that. I was very discouraged, but I kept going. Um, I really liked my psychiatrist and she kind of helped me in the meantime while I was looking for a therapist. And I found a Christian therapist. So I am Christian. And that was something that really helped me because I was able to connect on that level. And having someone that kind of viewed religion similar to me was able to help me connect. She was younger. Again, that might not matter to some people, but for me, I felt like I could talk to her easier because she was younger. I felt like she kind of got me better. And I've been with her ever since. So it's just like, Sometimes it's going to take one time. Sometimes it's going to take three tries. Sometimes it's going to take more than that. And I know that there are a lot of apps and websites out there that help you find therapists. Um, so you can definitely look into that and it'll help you find a therapist that's right for you. That's fantastic. And I love that you were able to sort of like align your values with someone. And that that was an important part of finding a therapist that worked for you. Mm -hmm. um, you have an Instagram account for mental wellness. Um, it's called the Blessing Collection, right? Yes. And you, you include um, a lot of like Christian motivation on there, which I, I really appreciate. I think it's, it's really neat. So I'd love to hear more about how God and religion has been part of your mental health journey? So I have been Christian. I've been religious my whole life. Um, I've gone to church every Sunday since before I can remember and everything like that. And I've always kind of had a relationship with God, but when my mental health got so bad and when I was so anxious and when I was so depressed, those were the times that I really connected with God because I was like, I can't do this on my own. Like I, it hurts to get up every day. Like I, it's hard to do everyday things. I need help. And so I really just started talking to God about it, praying with him, praying to him and digging into his word, the Bible. And it gave me a lot of peace and it gave me hope. And hope is so important. 
when you're going through mental health. And for some people, that's not religion. That's okay. For some people, it's more of just like a spiritual feeling inside of themselves. And for some people, it's like meditating or, you know, it's with their family and friends. So it's not always religion. And I want you to know that like, that is not the only answer to getting mental health. But for me, that was something that was really important to me. And God kind of helped me realize like, I am going through all these trials and it's really hard, but I can help people now. I can be more empathetic and I can help people that feel the same way as me because so many people talk about, oh, like our entire generation struggles with mental health. Like it's an epidemic and it is, but at the same time, so many people feel so alone and they struggle in silence for so long. And so me being able to be a voice and an advocate for that and to be able to share my testimony of Jesus Christ is just a perfect outlet for me. And that's kind of why I started this account. And it's just to connect. It's it's not to preach to people or talk at people, but just to talk with people and connect and help each other. And I want to be vulnerable with people and really just share our stories and create a community where we can worship Jesus and work on our mental health at the same time. I, I love that. And I think it's it's fantastic. And I like what you said about hope comes from a lot of places, but it's such an important part of finding like mental peace and, and being able to recover. And, and like you said, whether that hope comes from religion or something else, being able to find that inside of yourself and, and find that hope and peace to rely on is so crucial. You mentioned that, you know, we keep hearing, oh, our generation is, you know, everyone's struggling with their mental health. Everyone feels lonely. Why do you think that is? Like, what has changed or has there been a change? Why is that like constantly in the news and on the headlines? Yeah, that's the million dollar question everyone asks and everyone wants to know. My personal thoughts on it is, A, I don't think that it's that it just like all of a sudden showed up and people started having mental health issues. I think that people have struggled for years. Uh, It's just people are more open about it now. And that's great. And it's a really progressive step, but we still have a long way to go. I think that part of it is that our society is such a goal-oriented, ambitious society. And that's really good. It's a good thing to be driven, but it causes people to develop this perfectionistic mindset and they start to place their worth in accomplishments and status rather than the kind of person they are or who God says they are or or what they believe in their values on the inside. Um, and I, th- I know that this is something that I've struggled with is like going so hard that I burn myself out and feeling like I'm never good enough. I used to have this like extra long to-do list every day. And if I didn't check off every single thing on the to-do list, I felt like a ther- failure and it would keep me up at night. And that's like so real. So many people have that anxiety. And I think that it, it's just part of our culture now. It's just like grind, you know, just keep going and keep pushing yourself. And the more accomplishments, the more achievements, the more promotions that you have, the more money you make, the better you are. You know, that is more impressive. And it's like, who are we trying to impress? I hate to be this person who's like, oh, social media is the cause of all our problems because it's not. Social media is such a good tool and it can bring us so much joy and connection if it's used the right way. But as humans, like we have this natural tendency to compare ourselves, you know, ever since we're little, we compare ourselves and it's, and it's awful, but we're like, why don't I have what she has? They're younger than me and they're so much more successful in their field. 
you know, we just compare, 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 and it diminishes our worth. So for me, the way I kind of combat that is realizing that my worth is in, in who God says I am. In Genesis, if you're familiar with the Bible, when he creates the world, he says everything is good. He, you know, he creates the mountains, he creates the waters, and he says it is good. And then when he creates man and woman, he says, and it is very good. We are good to him. We are made in his image. And that is just like such a fundamental truth that I think that we have to remember. We are of divine nature. And that is a fact. Nothing that we could ever do will diminish our worth in God's eyes. And so looking to the one who created us rather than those who are trying to tell us how we should act um, is crucial for overcoming that perfection and that comparison. I completely agree. I think that more and more our society is sort of leaning toward this achievement oriented, right? Like your value comes from the things that you do and the success that you have. And while that's very motivating, I I think it's dangerous to assume that your your value all comes from like the external world, right? So the more that we can recognize that our value is inherent and divine and and nothing can change like the the worth that we have just by being a person no matter you know no matter if we're the president of the United States or if we live in our parents basement or it's like it doesn't it doesn't matter we are we're valuable and we have worth as as like you said as as God's children um as human beings and it's it's not about achievement which i i think you said that so beautifully i love it my last question for you is pretty broad. Uh, I think you've, it sounds like you've learned a lot over these years of struggling with uh, anxiety and, and having, uh, and being active in the mental health community as well. I'm curious, what, what advice would you give to other teenagers and, and young people who are struggling and who are trying to get better? What advice would you give them? It's so hard because what works for one might not work for another. But I think that something that I've learned and that is really fascinating to me is the connection of the mind, body, and spirit. I think that a lot of times people are like, oh, you're depressed? Well, go work out, go eat healthy, go get outside. That's not going to solve it. You know, unless your mind is well, then your body can't be well. And vice versa. If your body's not well, then your mind can't be well. So I think that equally nourishing our mind, body, and spirit every day can help us just be set up for success. It doesn't mean that you still don't have a chemical imbalance in your brain that makes you sad for no reason. Like that's very real, but it helps. Um, So something for me is like, I try to be active every day, whether that's an hour workout or just going on a 15 minute walk. I try to move my body every day and eat foods that make me feel good. And like, I, I try to eat the rainbow as they say, you know, and I'm not perfect at that. And I don't know if I have mentioned this before, but like, I have actually been in recovery from an eating disorder. And so those things can like be really triggering for me and really hard, but it's just about having hope and realizing that my worth is in God and that he has given me this body. I want to take care of it and I want to use it for good. I don't need to look a certain way to serve God. You know, he has given me this body and it is capable the way it is. The other advice that I'd give is just be consistent and be persistent. Part of why it took me so long to get better was just my inconsistency. I didn't want to go to therapy. I didn't want to take my medicine, you know, because I felt like I was weak or I was dependent or I was just this bad defect of a person because I had to take medicine to function. That's not true. I actually want to share a verse, um, if that's okay. In John 9 verses 2 through 5, it, he's 
talking about this blind man um, and Jesus heals his blind man. And it says, and his disciples asked him saying, master, who did sin this man or his parents that he was born blind? So it's his disciples are saying, what did this guy do wrong that he's blind? Or like, was it his parents that messed up and now their child is punished? And Jesus says, neither hath this man sinned nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. And I think that's so powerful. Basically, it's saying Jesus says he didn't sin. He didn't do anything wrong. Neither did his parents. He is blind so that I can do a good work in him so that I can perform a miracle through him. Because if that man wasn't blind, Jesus wouldn't have been able to heal him and show that he had the healing power. So it's the same thing for us. I felt so long. Like I grew up and sometimes people would tell me like, oh, you're depressed. Like you just need to pray more or you're in, you're anxious. You can't feel the spirit. Well, is there something you need to repent of? Like, are you sinful? And like, I just thought that, oh my, I'm broken. There's something wrong with me because we grow up here and Jesus offers joy, joy, joy in the gospel. And it's so true. But if I have a chemical imbalance in my brain that makes it hard to be happy, it's going to be a lot harder to feel joy, even if God is offering it to me. And so I think that this verse just teaches us a powerful lesson that we didn't do anything wrong. Rather, it's giving God the opportunity to work a miracle through us and to use us to help others and to make an impact and to glorify him. So yeah, with all of that being said, it does get better. I know it's cliche, but it does. And if you are religious, I would say just rely on God because he wants to heal you. And Healing doesn't mean that he's going to take it away. I've learned that my mental health and my mental illness is probably going to be something that I'm going to have to deal with for the rest of my life. But I have learned how to um, kind of channel that energy and that illness into something good, into an outlet and how I can help other people. And it's helped me rely on God so much that I would have never known him how I do now if I hadn't gone through it. So I'm able to be grateful and I'm able to have joy and peace. And the fact that I know my savior loves me, I know he's aware of me. And I know that I'm not alone because he literally suffered for every sin and pain. And he knows exactly how I'm feeling. 